0: We did, like, one of the letters, like, each week, Hmm. and it was, uh, actually, it was, like, it was kind of based on a, on a Read lessing sermon series, so, yeah, we might be alive. Sometimes there's Bible verses that hurt me. <laughs> okay, we're live. I um, hope that made that. It, <laughs> it probably did. Well, hello to everyone who is tuned in for our Pastor's Bible Study today. Um, I'm Pastor Smith. We have Pastor Josh also. And guys, we are, we're right down to the, the wire here with the Read Scripture Challenge. The final book of the Bible is Revelation... And this is just—I mean—it's one of the easiest books I think to read. Um, yeah. Obviously, I mean, I think I, I'm—I think most children's Bibles are very Revelation-heavy. You know, uh, <laughs> so there would be, there would be a lot of like interesting artwork and things oh, from sure. the Book of Revelation. I mean, some of the most like vivid imagery in all of the scriptures. But, um, but yeah, obviously, I'm joking about it being an easy book to read. I think, um, you, you know, speaking as a pastor. This is um, top five at least for difficult to read books, uh, maybe confusing books. But I, I don't know. I, I would probably throw like Ezekiel mm-hmm. as, as one of the books that yeah. you know, Daniel parts of that. But I think I think um, from my perspective, it's any of these um, kind of like apocalyptic books where there are these visions of things that are going to happen in the future and. The prophets or John here are just kind of recording what they're seeing what they're hearing with sometimes not a whole lot of commentary it's just like this is this is what I saw, yeah, now, <laughs> church, good luck over the next thousands of years, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make sense of it um, <laughs> so I don't know pastor josh any any thoughts just about revelation as a whole
1: yeah i I can't remember if I've said this in this Bible study, but I think the best way that I've kind of grappled with how to deal with revelation is kind of like when you have a very vivid dream and then you wake up and you try to describe that dream and like, Mm -hmm. you know, you know what you saw, but the problem is when you try to describe it, it's things that don't, it's not how reality is. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, this person uh, had an arm coming out of their face, or like something weird, <laughs> where, like, yeah. you know, like just things that you saw in your dream mm-hmm. but are not grounded in reality. And yeah. that's k- kind of like what this is like and what those other books that you mentioned are like, where they have a vision and the stuff in there is weird. Mm-hmm. It's like if you, you can't even, there's some of the things where you can't even depict what those look like because they just they just don't work in how we perceive things Mm -hmm. but there's a a deeper meaning and so um, yeah just a a different way of interpreting Um, also I think too it's important to as we go through Revelation is this is I I think like a a helper book it's not a a book that we base like a ton of our theology on Um, it more supports Mm. other uh other things that have come in the bible mm-hmm. um
0: other churches are different I was gonna say I, yeah i was gonna i was gonna say the same thing um yeah i think i think um we use that principle sometimes of uh, scripture interprets scripture mm-hmm. so if there is if there is a passage or a verse where you're like I've never heard anything even close to that before. And, and you, you think about the greater context of, of, of God's revelation, not, not the book of Revelation, but God's revelation as a whole in the Scriptures, um, and you think, okay, where where do I find this type of theme maybe being supported? Um, and, and if there is more support elsewhere in Scripture, then you're like, oh, okay, now you can build what scholars will call like a biblical theology about that. Like, oh, okay, I kind of see this even starting off in Genesis and... And there are many things in revelation where this is like the conclusion to the salvation story that began um you know when the fall into sin came, the promise of the savior and now we've got that savior um coming and you know being being the one who has all authority in heaven and on earth, and you know he's the he's the risen ascended lord of all, and uh, yeah, this is a We'll get there, I think, as we read chapter one today. But this is um, sort of a different Jesus. Yeah. Jesus doesn't change, right? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But but this is a um, he's not in that state of humiliation anymore, where he is choosing not to make use of his full divine power. This is uh, now he's he's still God and man, even as the risen and, and ascended Lord. But he is choosing to fully display that divinity, um, and so yeah. So, so, we'll see that here in his uh, conversation, you know, in, in his proclamations um, that he gives, and, and and chapter one, yeah, it's it's Jesus Christ, uh, kind of talking about who he is, what his role is going to be, and then he he starts to um, you know dictate these letters to these churches um, and so, and we'll, and we'll talk more about those things too I, I think um, you know this is how the book of Revelation begins and may, maybe some of you even as, you, as you've been reading Revelation you're thinking oh I didn't realize actually the first two chapters while they're a little bit confusing they're not as wild and crazy as <laughs> maybe the, like the, the big middle section of the book like, oh, okay kind of you ease in we're, we're used to reading letters in the new testament so far from paul and james and peter and john you know mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I think um yeah we're just gonna do chapter one and then we're gonna look at one of the letters um to the church in ephesus in chapter two today so let's see let's do let's do the first eight verses uh pastor josh the revelation of jesus christ christ
1: which god him. uh which God gave him to show to his servants the things that will soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. John to the seven churches that are in Asia. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings on earth. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood, and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who was and who is and who is to come, the Almighty.
0: All right. <laughs>
1: so no, real, real simple, real easing into it, right?
0: Really easing, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the things, I, I think just the striking difference in the way is writing about <clears throat> Jesus and, and who he is. I mean, you know, we're we're familiar with uh the gospel. Um and it's just it's just more like grounded in kind of like the I was going to say the here and now but like the there and then. I guess, you know, it's like the more like earthy, like this is what Jesus is doing day to day. You know, obviously he's John is portraying him as who he really is, you know, the son of God. Um but God himself, you know, um one with the Father, going to send the Holy Spirit. Uh, but then here it 's just like he, he really is we 're writing about like this is like he is the most powerful you know he is, he is the one who is is ruling all things um, and i and I think you I know, some of these things i mean th- some of this language that he uses, especially like in verses you know six, seven, eight um, we see this throughout the book of Revelation. We see some of these lines, maybe like in worship songs, you know, parts of our liturgy. Um, you know, we're just kind of even ahead of time lifting our voices up, like with the heavenly host, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, praising God. Um, so I, I don't know um, what what stands out to you in addition to those things, Pastor Josh.
1: There are two things that really stands to me. The first is uh, in verse four. How he describes it, the one who is, the one who was, and the one who is to come. Uh, I I think you know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the first time that the Bible talks like that. The lays it out that way.
0: I I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think so. And and it comes up quite a bit. Again, I'm even thinking like there's worship songs that use that exact mm-hmm. phrase, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I've got to right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so
1: just uh, I think you know you kind of alluded to it but this is a different same Jesus but different side of Jesus mm-hmm. you know there are aspects of Jesus in the book of Revelation that are uh we'll say humble you know talks about him as the lamb but mm-hmm. like Jesus is in in the book of Revelation like he's dressed for war yeah you know and so just it's a it's in line with what the rest of scripture has said, Mm -hmm. but it's different. And I think this is, you know, this fits in with that. It's it's a Mm -hmm. different way of talking about Jesus. You know? Yeah. We know that Jesus is eternal. The one who was and who is, and you know, Mm -hmm. who is to come. Like we know he's eternal, but this is a different way of saying it. You know? So just, Mm -hmm. it's one of those where like every, like there's a familiarity with a lot of revelation, Mm -hmm. but also it's just, it's very different.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, what what you said there though, it kind of made me think about how revelation version of Jesus more closely aligns with um Old Testament prophecies of Jesus. And I think that's why, you know, big, bold, powerful coming to conquer his enemies mm-hmm. um and I think the that's why then the the Jesus <laughs> the Jesus who comes you know the God incarnate walks the earth you know born in a manger suffers and dies isn't you know ha- has a following but has lots of enemies and isn't very highly regarded overall um, that's why so many people stumble and don't think that he is the one mm-hmm. um, because like wh- his, his work to suffer and die for the sins of the world um, just doesn't seem to fit in with, with what we've heard. But then, so then I, I think even like as as you were saying that and as we were reading this, I was thinking, oh yeah, some of the, I think our, our assumptions about what Jesus was going to look like, maybe we're, we were thinking, we were skipping ahead, you know, based on what the prophets were telling us to, you know, second coming of Jesus, but we are weren't prepared for the first coming of Jesus to be the more humble one. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> ways of God are opposite of the ways of man, pretty much. Or mm-hmm. I should say that the other way around. Yeah. Uh, ways of man are opposite to the ways of God. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that stood out to me is at the end of verse 7, you know, uh, all tribes on the earth will wail on account of it, period. Even so, period. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I just, there, to me, there's a lot packed in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you were with us uh, in our contemporary worship, uh it's one of my favorite songs, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was right after the sermon. It's called "Even So Come," mm-hmm. and the chorus is "Like a bride waiting for her groom, will be a church ready for you." It's very focused on that second, uh, that second coming, and mm-hmm. the last part of the chorus is "Even So Come, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Come," and and so it's like, you know, it, these things are going to happen, even so, mm-hmm. even with that, yeah, come quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. How true yeah, that is. It's like when
0: you're you're trying to like give somebody a heads up. You're like, "Hey, we're we're still planning to come over, but you know, our kids are sick and <laughs> this happened." This yeah. happened. <laughs> now, just say, "Do you still want us to All come. the qualifiers?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, there there will be some um, some things that we're uncomfortable mm. about when we say, "Come soon, Lord Jesus." Even so, come, you know, because there's going to be Judgment Day and. Um, there's going to be just some things that we're not exactly sure of all the details about how they're going to go but we but we know well Jesus is coming you know he's already he's redeemed me he's going to restore all things and we're like yeah even so come there might be some things that we're not quite prepared for but even so yeah yeah <laughs> I have a, a off the cuff
1: question for you I don't know if I have like a, a an answer for it but obviously we know how it's going to end like you know we're going to be Uh, proclaimed uh, not guilty Mm -hmm. you know we know how the judgment ends but do you think or is there anywhere I can't think of anywhere that talks about uh, you know these like how (laughs) there's some interpretive you know what Mm -hmm. actually is going to happen what's metaphorical whatever Mm -hmm. but the judgment you know when when we are judged for our sins Mm -hmm. that's probably going to be not fun yeah. Even for Christians, like we know yeah. the end, but yeah. getting through that point, like mm-hmm. you know, I don't think we're going to be sitting there with a big smile on our face for all the wrong that we've done. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, thought
0: you know, we. I, I was actually uh, this person will remain nameless, but I was actually someone was talking to me on on Sunday between services, um, and they were they were kind of kind of half joking, but it was like, is not that going to be awkward when? You know, like you're gonna hear all the things I did wrong, and I'm gonna hear all the things that you did wrong, and we were kind of joking about it, like, well, yeah, I wonder how long it's gonna take. You know? <laughs> like, does everybody get a whole 24 hours to have all their? Is that long <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think we really know whether that's uh You know, there's gonna be billions of people, and we're all hearing things one by one, or if it's if it's something. Yeah, I don't think the logistics of that are all. Are all set? Yeah, I mean, I, I've wondered like, okay, well, how how are we all going to be gathered? You know, like those of us who are in Cleveland, and those of us who are in, you know, Beijing, and <laughs> you know, Sydney, Australia. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I I don't know, but there is there's a there's a record of all of these things. Um, yeah, I I tend to think I tend to think it's going to be, um, you know. Maybe shorter than we think the, yeah. the, the process. Maybe Jesus'
1: omnipresence will come in and judge <laughs> yeah. everybody at the same time. <laughs> Who knows.
0: I, I don't know either, but um, it would be, it would be an interesting it'll be an interesting thing. yeah, I, I think about that sometimes, you know, like um, we know Jesus is going to claim all the things we did wrong, but we, yeah, I don't know exactly how how it's going to all play out. Because we have I mean, we have the the sheep and the goats thing, right? Um, and that's not, it is a parable. Now, that could be exactly how it's going to go down. Um, but I think there, there's enough, you know, so this is Matthew 25. Um, there's enough details about it to think it's, it's, Jesus is probably not meaning for this to be, hey guys, here's an exact preview of how this is all going to go down. Mm-hmm. But there, um, mm-hmm. for the sheep, he actually lists off the righteous acts. Mm-hmm. And then for the goats, for the for the non-believers, he lists off the things like basically their their sins of omission. Um, so I don't know. They're full words for what it's worth. There, yeah. I hope it's like that. I hope I. Yeah. I hope he only lists off the things that, by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit, that I was given to do good here. Yeah. But um, <laughs> maybe it'll be one of those like your life flashes before your eyes and you overwhelmed by your sin, but then you get the yeah, you get the not guilty stamp yeah I don't know I'm these are the things folks you know that we we probably from time to time we kind of do like do maybe literally lose sleep over just it's that fear of the unknown um, I guess yeah I, I always try to come back to however God wants to draw it up that's fine that's that's above my pay grade. And I'm just I just know I know what's in store for me like, like kind of like you alluded to earlier on the on the other side of it eternal life with God because of what Jesus has done um but yeah but revelation will will make things like this bubble up I think yeah mm-hmm. if anybody I guess yeah maybe we'll maybe we'll get some comments that people are saying oh what about this passage that kind of speaks to this but yeah I'm not I'm drawing blank on it right now maybe it's like maybe we're gonna Find out in a few days reading through the yeah. latter chapters of Revelation. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I like I like the Pastor Bugler mentioned this in his sermon about the, um, the the Alpha and the Omega language, mm-hmm. the beginning and the end, the first and the last. You know, He's existed from the very beginning. He will always be around. He knows everything. But yeah, the, the who is and who was and who is to come. It also just. Uh, makes me think of, you know, the, the, I am, mm-hmm. you know, I, Yahweh. I think that, that yeah. goes,
1: I think that's playing off of like John is assuming that people have that in mind. Right? Yes. I almost feel like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I think th- this is, I don't know, maybe this is not, um, worthwhile to say, but I don't like the Greek, like the Greek word, a phrase here for the, for who is, uh, like the, the one who is. I think that's the same Greek phrase that, in the Greek version of the Old Testament, is how Moses, like "I am the Yahweh," is translated. So I think it is like even explicitly supposed to be. This is the same identity, yeah. as the, as the Old Testament God that revealed would himself make to make Moses. Makes sense. Um, so Yahweh and Ha'on is the Greek, you know. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, just want, you just wanted to make the people you know know that I know something today. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, we we have this greeting to the seven churches, and we're we're, we're gonna get it. Well, actually, I, I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold what I was about to say until after we read this next uh, section. But um, so let, let me start with verse nine. We'll go nine to twenty. And I have the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, the things that you have seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Okay, there's a lot going on there. (laughs) Um, I know well maybe we'll take it from kind of start back at verse nine and work our way through uh so John he mentions that he was uh, on an island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus uh he was exiled there mm-hmm. so they couldn't kill him yeah they they they, they couldn't kill him right. they poisoned him right well that's a you know that, that is a i guess it's like church tradition church lore, so to speak yeah i mean it's it, yeah they they gave him. That is a tradition, yeah. That maybe he drank. Was it hemlock or something? I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm just thinking of Socrates. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then so then they they exile him to to Patmos. Um, you know, whenever whenever I think of a person being exiled, I think of Napoleon, <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte, <laughs> um, his two exiles. But John goes to Patmos, and and like we t- we talked about last time. I mean, this is we believe maybe he's he's writing all of his stuff mm-hmm. from Patmos like this maybe being the first and then the gospel being the last and this was um, this
1: was that he's writing this in an old age right
0: that's what yeah i mean there there are some and it, you know maybe you guys have even heard too and maybe maybe you too pastor um some people will say that the disciples were teenagers when they were following Jesus uh, others will say that they you know it's kind of hard to, to know for sure. Like, you know, Peter was yeah, married. Yeah. Um, but there's also some good indicators that possibly people were getting married at, like, age 14. <laughs> um, but it doesn't really matter. But I guess... Um, but I, I've seen some dates from some of the, the writings of John to be, like, 80, 80 AD. So however old he was, So at least. So he could have been. I mean, you know, if, if you're going to... Well, if you're gonna say that maybe he was um, of the same age as Jesus, then he probably was born like around zero, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And so maybe he was 80 years old, which would have been really old then. Uh, but you know, we had that gospel reading in church uh, from the very end of John's gospel. Jesus is kind of like, "What if I want him to live forever?" You know, he could have given given John a, a, a you know a longer lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but uh, he was definitely definitely had his he was getting his senior citizen discount at at the at the restaurant you know he had his AARP card ground. probably no matter what you know whether he was like 65 or 80 or whatever <laughs> maybe you got those cards when you're like 45 in the first century <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um but yeah so so he he's uh he's lived a full life though he's followed Jesus he's been with Jesus he's made a you know a, a career of of being a missionary and that's why now he is exiled to this island because he they don't want him spreading mm-hmm. this Jesus, you know, this Jesus message gonna lead people astray and everything. Mm-hmm. Um I like this in verse 10. I was in the spirit on the Lord's Day. Like so the Lord's Day is Sunday at that time because of the resurrection of Jesus, they started to gather for worship on that day especially. I just feel like you know <laughs> if you could translate this, the message probably says, I was on my way to church, minding my own business, <laughs> and then um there's this loud voice talking to me, and i you know <laughs> right write the uh you know write write what you see in a book, so he's like, oh man, now i have got this book deal now out of nowhere, I've got nothing else nothing else to do, I guess on this island uh, I don't know any what what else, what else are you seeing here in this first section, pastor? Um, just so it's interesting. Uh,
1: in verse ten, uh, the, he describes a voice like a loud trumpet, and then mm-hmm. later he says his voice was like a roar of many waters. Yeah, yeah. And so I think right there too, uh, it just to me that that in, that just shows how he's just trying to take in what he can. Mm-hmm. You know, like if if you were to really press him, I, I don't know if he'd be able to say like you know. I also wonder, too, was this all, like, this whole book, was this all in one sitting? Like, oh, yeah. he's writing frantically, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, there's just, he's just a man taking this all in. And so, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. obviously, we, we believe that the word God is inspired by God, but it's also written by humans. And so, mm-hmm. uh, it just, to me, that that just shows the the, maybe the overwhelmed, like, you know or maybe it did sound different I don't know but uh that just is interesting it doesn't change anything it mm-hmm. enhances maybe if anything yeah but. yeah
0: no but but I think it is very straight I think we we are supposed to we're supposed to recognize the difference now that Jesus has been exalted at the right hand of God the Father mm-hmm. and he is ruling over everything in a in a different way than than he was previously or, or at least it was communicated to us through the gospels mm-hmm. um yeah because I mean, there's very little there's very little commentary on like the appearance of Jesus the the voice of Jesus in the gospels just kind of like this this dude is he like seems normal on all accounts um except for like the transfiguration would be the one yeah would be the one time where they're kind of at a. It, it's similar to this, although this is like probably a hundred times. <laughs> but I've always thought that the transfiguration of Jesus is kind of like a little bit of a. Here's a sneak preview of what he's going to look like at some point. Preview um, video. Yeah, the preview video. Yeah, it's like here's here's the trailer yeah, of, of Revelation, like a little three set, you know, or yeah. like half a second, like who who is that? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, <laughs> I think where is it? Maybe Isaiah where it says that he's basically there's nothing like there's no uh nothing attractive about him or like, yes i it's, can't remember the word
0: it's in um you know i feel like it's in is it in like 52 and 53 like the suffering servant that would i i think it's in there um yeah yeah basically it, yeah it's saying like he he was just an unremarkable person I guess you know yeah. from his appearance at least that's that goes along with you know Jesus not there are various points where he tells people like don't tell what happened like like mm-hmm. let's let's not draw so much attention to what's going on so that I don't just have a mob trying to make me a king and storming the gates of Jerusalem you know yeah Um. but yeah, but now I mean it's like you know, this guy can't go anywhere, like as as depicted by John. <laughs> like, you know, he, he can't walk; he, he couldn't go anywhere, like a celebrity. Like yeah, you know. um, so yeah, so it, it is interesting. Um, this this is, you know, this does make me think of like Ezekiel and Daniel and those prophetic books where we have some visions of of the future. You know, like a son of man. That's that is. You know, Ezekiel gets called son of man. Daniel Mm -hmm. describes a a son of man in the last few chapters of of the book. Um, But yeah, this is. You know, in verse seventeen, John, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. This is this is a guy. You know, previous to this, um, you know, John is reclining at the table next to him. The disciple whom Jesus loved. Yeah, I mean, they they were just had this intimate relationship and um and then now he's like whether he recognizes right away who it is or not I mean it's just like hit the deck <laughs> you know
1: it just makes me think about when uh was it Eli's sons go into the temple without doing the right purification mm-hmm. things and they in the presence of God yeah they just drop dead yeah uh-huh. and like that's there's so much symbolism there of, in the presence of God, our sin just yeah. like, like it's not. I think in some ways it's helpful to think about like, sin just can't be allowed in God's presence because God mm-hmm. is perfect, and so yeah, yeah. it's not that. God does condemn us for our sins, but it's like uh, our, our sins just can't exist in His presence, and so when His presence comes, mm-hmm. you, you cease to exist. But yeah. then. Jesus, the intercessor, mm-hmm. is brings back to life, so to speak. Yeah. John here and mm-hmm. those of us who dead in our transgressions. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know if if that maybe I'm reading too much into that. Maybe maybe not, but that's
0: yeah. No, no, I I think I think that's exactly right. Like that's the Le, the Leviticus stuff, right? Mm-hmm. This is why we had to make this whole sacrificial system and couldn't get too close to God, it was like, the, I remember one of the Bible project videos was like likening God to the sun, mm. and if you like got too close, you just burn up, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's not nothing wrong with God, it's, it's something wrong with us, like we're not worthy, but but yeah, but now, clothed in, you know, our, our robes, Pastor, you know, from Revelation, our robes are washed in the blood of the Lamb. you know, we're baptized, we are, nothing within us has made us worthy, but only... What Jesus has given to us makes us actually like able to stand in His presence and mm-hmm. not not be destroyed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that's going to be eternity, right? We're going to be actually in the presence of God. It's going to be kind of like, you know, Leviticus times, you know, where if if their sin was not standing in the way, they could have had like a deeper like a communion with God. But there were all these things set in place so that they wouldn't be destroyed. That's not going to be what it's going to be like in, in eternity. Those mm-hmm. sin will not be. Um, a factor for us anymore. Well, um, oh, th- yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to
1: change gears a little bit. Th- that's Sorry. what I was going to do too. One other thing I was just going to mention in Revelation is the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, numbers are a very big part of. I mean, to an extent, throughout the whole Bible, you know, we've seen uh, certain numbers come up. You know, uh, twelve tribes of uh, the twelve sons of Joseph. Which turned into the twelve tribes of, of of Israel, the twelve disciples. You know, like there are certain numbers. Well, in Revelation, a book that is a lot of metaphorical, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, deeper meaning kind of stuff, we see numbers a lot. Yeah, uh, seven is is a common number. Ten is a common number. I mm-hmm. I don't know if those are the two main ones that come up. And then like a di- uh, multiple uh, multiple of 7 yeah. 144,000.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the 12 is yeah, with the 12 or, yeah, or thing yeah. to yeah. Um mm-hmm.
1: and the you know this will come up later with the mark of the beast but mm-hmm. uh 7 is like the the number of perfection. Yeah. You know God created in 7 days and like so 666 six, six, the number of the beast is like mm-hmm. one less than perfection. Yeah. yeah. So just just being aware of like Though we might not have a clear understanding of what all these numbers mean, mm-hmm. every single number—dare I say, every single one—in this book has deep meaning. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. some of them we are able to decipher; some of them maybe not. But mm-hmm. uh, they're intentional, and they—they yeah. They yeah. have deep meaning.
0: I think, and I think that um, you have to have a degree of humility when you're trying to parse what the numbers mean I I think definitely like affirming the numbers do have meaning Mm -hmm. I think for for some churches I I think Lutherans tend to tend to look at revelation from a broader big picture perspective and not get as into the weeds Um, but other churches will really get down into the weeds and with extreme confidence will tell you exactly what this means and that means and and they may be right about some things, but I, I think that we have to have some humility of being like, we know this is all important. It's not just like a throwaway book to ignore, but we don't know exactly maybe like w- what, what this number is referring to. Now we, we might have some guesses. Yeah. And, I, and I think like we err on the side of it's Most of the numbers are not literally, yeah, they are standing for like, you know, completion or yeah incomplete, like, like the six, 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 you know, um, which by the way, my I checked my fantasy football score on Sunday and like I one of my teams had sixty six point six points. I immediately closed the app. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was very concerned. My phone was starting to smoke a little yeah. bit. <laughs> but but it's funny, yeah, I mean we, we joke about that, but there are certain even like certain numbers, like you know, like lucky or unlucky numbers, but um but I think yeah, there there is it's kind of a it's a it's a story in a code. Mm-hmm. That is being communicated, but yeah, we have to have again that kind of that humility. Um.
1: Yeah, because you know, there's one, you know, the the hundred forty-four thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about like that's there are churches who will say that that is the number of the elect. And yeah, like, there exactly. There are only one hundred forty-four thousand people. Yes. who are going to be saved, and that's just so dangerous. And mm-hmm. that's the that's the other that's the extreme side where yeah. you look at everything and. You, you have to find meaning in everything and mm-hmm. you have to take everything literally and yeah. just it's just there are so many I just can't emphasize this enough. Don't take this book literally. Like like there will be like when when we read it there are some things that uh some things that we will understand a little bit better mm-hmm. but just don't don't take don't take this like you're reading the gospels.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I mean, now there are. I mean, like some of the stuff that we've read already just today is is pretty much at face value, right? Um, but I, I know what you're saying. Like, there's most of the book, and and that's a, that's the thing. Revelation does not want you to take it literally. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's not. It's just a different style of literature. Even. It's like yeah.
1: It's like poetry. Yeah. Uh, it, it's similar to poetry in the sense of like you use words to describe the sun or you mm-hmm. use different words, you're not actually saying the sun is smiling down upon you. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, like you use it's, it's just it's a different yeah. category. Yeah. You don't yeah. look at poetry and say, Oh, okay, so the sun is up there smiling. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's separate from uh, narrative. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just can't emphasize that
0: enough. Yeah, yeah. So so you need to, and the and the Bible that that's like half the battle of reading the Bible is recognizing what type of literature is yes. this book. A lot of emphasis um, put on in the
1: seminary focusing yes. on, okay, what are mm-hmm. what, what category is this? How yeah. do you read that? Even yeah. breaking down the Gospels, you know, talking about mm-hmm.
0: parables. That, yeah, you know just, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. 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 There's yeah yeah. There's even within certain books, there's different styles. Yeah. Yeah, and I again, I mentioned the Bible Project. Again, these videos we've been watching along with the Read Scripture Challenge, they do a really good job of, I think, pointing out, like, framing books and giving you a heads up of, like, how how to read it, what challenges are going to be in your way, and uh, what just gives you a, a better hope of understanding, it. I mm-hmm. guess. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, to wrap up here, um, well, you know, he, he's got these uh, seven churches... In, and these are these are real places, you know. Like I, I believe that there. I think I don't think this is a debatable thing. Um, there there were seven actual congregations in these places, and these letters I think were given to these particular con- I mean, like they're mentioning specific people's names in some of these. Um, not in not in the first one, I guess But there there are actually like sometimes like people's names, but but some of it's very general. And so I think most people do take these letters as they're written for a particular time and place in church, but they're also written for the, the capital C Church also. So like when we read, we're gonna read here very very quickly the, the letters of the church in Ephesus, there's gonna be stuff in here that's gonna to apply to the church in Westlake in 2021 uh, and 2022 and, and beyond. So, much in the same way that, you know, Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, and we still read that one and find great value and encouragement and challenge in it today. Um So, I, I, I believe that these are written by the Lord Jesus to the churches, like, for the rest of time. That's, I, I don't know, if you want to... Disagree with me or add on to that? No, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: you know we see talk in the, the epistles and the letters of circulating the letters. You know, mm-hmm. share these with the, the other churches so that, that absolutely uh, fits with what else or with other things we've seen in the New Testament, even. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, well, why don't why don't you read just that first one then, Pastor uh, <clears throat> Chapter Two, verses one through seven. To the
1: angel of the church in Ephesus write, the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your toil and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who called themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and and bearing up for my namesake, and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent, and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its uh, place, unless you repent. Yet this you have. You hate the works of Nicolaitans, uh, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat the tree of life. Which is in the paradise of God.
0: All right, so I think that the the thing that stands out most from this letter that I think people people talk about a lot is the, um, you know, you've like you've lost your first love. That that's the which is very
1: Old Testament.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is it is an Old Testament thing. What you're kind of like calling this church out for like being unfaithful, I guess, well, at least some of them, um, like the the Nicolaitans, um, my study Bible has a note that they were basically like a group that thought, well, we can still be Christian, but also we can still worship the goddess Diana and go and sleep with the temple prostitutes and kind of, eh, that's probably not a big deal. Um <laughs> and uh and Jesus himself is saying that's you know I hate those works too. Um you guys do too. That, that's good. Um but but this He speaks, you know, broadly, but he also speaks like with a with a, a intimate knowledge of the hearts of people. And and he's going to... There's going to be different issues in each one of these uh, churches, uh, each, each one of these letters, just as there are different issues in any church, you know. There's, I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, all Christian people or all congregations probably struggle with, but there's particular things in a certain locality or a certain century or whatever that that congregations might have more trouble with. But this uh, abandoning the love that you had at first... um and then he he calls them to repent and do the works that you did at first um, yeah it just makes me you know it, i I think we can talk about this like in the context of a of a human relationship like even a marriage where there might be two people that have been married for a long time and they start to you know maybe they they don't have the the passion that they had in the first few years or something and I think that's what that's what Jesus is calling this church out, you know, like you you had like when you first came to faith, you were on fire and you loved me and you would do anything for me and you were, you know, and now it's that 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 love has kind of gone a little bit cold. Um and uh, I I remember doing some work on on this text a few years ago for something different and I um was kind of struck by, I think it was in a commentary that I read about, so like verse uh, verse five, you know, do the works that you did, it, you know, repent and do the works you did at first. Sometimes like a marriage counselor will tell a couple, even if you don't feel the love, like, you know, just just act, you know, act how you used to do romantic things, buy flowers, do the chore that your spouse hates to do the most, you know. Um, be affectionate with them, and your heart will catch up mm-hmm. to the actions um, that that 's kind of I just kind of think about that like where even if if maybe if you 've been convicted wow i maybe i I do feel a little farther away from God Was it the, the cliche is right if you 're far away from God you know who 's the one who moved you know mm-hmm. it was you uh, god didn 't move away from you um, you know you want you want to have a sense of urgency there, but you know even if you 're maybe your heart is truly far away from God. Go back to church, you know. Get in the Word. Start praying again, and God can God can do stuff with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of that, That's where my mind goes here. But this is a this would be like a heartbreaking letter to to receive, or you know, if, if you heard this from some, like your spouse or from a close friend or something like. Be like, oh man, I didn't. I like I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. But um, but this is Jesus, you know, caring for these people. He's not condemning them at this point he's he's desiring them for them to be restored yeah yeah
1: and in each of these letters there's a common theme repent yeah and what was luther's first of his 95 theses mm-hmm. not in the exact words but the life of a christian is daily repentance yeah like that's repentance is fundamental to, to being a follower of christ mm-hmm. it's you know it's, dare I say daily yeah repenting of your sins which means feeling sorry for them and, mm-hmm. and turning around and going the yeah. other way. Mm-hmm. and and so yeah the Jesus giving giving an opportunity sounds kind of weird, but I'll still say it that way. Jesus giving them an opportunity, saying, Repent and then later I will grant to eat the tree of life. Yeah. Yeah. Which that brings us back to <laughs> Full Genesis circle, right? Too, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Genesis also, not Genesis. Yeah, gen- yeah, gen- yeah. Gen- well, Genesis three, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it gets mentioned. Well, yeah, I mean, then then you you go to the end of Revelation, um, you know, and, and and you do have um, the tree of life, chapter twenty two, verse two. There's the river of life, the tree of life, the tree of life 2.0 it's. The, I don't think it's the same one. Probably not. <laughs> Transplanted. Yeah. I don't know. Stored somehow thing in, the in, in of a fire. heavenly greenhouse for, <laughs> for <the laughs> thousands or, of yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So these letters. I mean, they're 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 treasures for the church, even in the 21st century. But they're they're yeah. These are like letters from Jesus. We don't have. We have a lot of letters from. Other, I mean, inspired. You know, the, other, the word of God. But this is like directly, a, mm-hmm. Jesus is dictating a letter. Write this down. Should probably, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus says write something down. Yeah, you you grab your notepad and yeah. you start writing. <laughs> uh, so that, that's that's the beginning of Revelation. Um, I think, yeah, we see Jesus in a new light. Um, this is the the powerful version of Jesus, you know, and and, and we. This is the Jesus that we're saying, you know, come soon. Even so, even mm-hmm. so, come soon, Lord Jesus.
1: And I like. I really like what Pastor Bueller said too, um, uh, in his message on Sunday, that this book is for Christians. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. when we when we see Jesus coming back in His war clothes, mm-hmm. we know that He's not coming to fight us. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. He's coming to defeat, to to put an end to and utterly defeat His enemies, our mm-hmm. enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. Uh mm-hmm. that that just changes the whole book. You know, that was kinda his yeah. Pastor Biegler's point is, you know, when Jesus said says he's coming, like is that okay. uh oh no, that's that's not good. Mm-hmm. Or is it yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it just the whole thing, mm-hmm. the whole whether or not he's on your side changes mm-hmm. how you read this book.
0: Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And and you I don't think it's hard for you to get this Jesus without first getting little baby Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. little uh, spitting up Jesus, colicky Jesus, um, you know, and then growing up, bleeding, suffering, dying Jesus. I think it's hard to, to wrap your mind around this Jesus. Well, I mean, you have to, you have, to have the whole Jesus. But, okay. Well, without <laughs> that Jesus, this yeah. Jesus is... Yeah, well, the, the, well, yeah, without that, yeah, without that Jesus, we're like, well, this Jesus is going to destroy me. Yeah. And that is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you know... <laughs> If yeah. You know Jesus as baby. In other words, if you yeah. if you have faith that mm-hmm. that sees the whole story, then yeah. this is good news. Absolutely. And speaking of that baby Jesus, we got Christmas Eve yeah. services coming up, so we invite you to join us for dip. And then and then even over the next few weeks, I mean, we still kind of carry on that Christmas and that Christmas theme and some of those Bible passages of young Jesus. And then then we get into like maybe the. Kind of the start of his ministry too. So, uh, well, thanks, Pastor Josh, and thanks for tuning in for our Revelation um, Bible. Study. I, I guess we should say, you know, with the with the holidays and with uh, with uh, actually even our travel schedule, both going to be uh, sneaking away to visit some of our family in different states. Mm-hmm. Um, we we will not have this this Bible study for the next two weeks, but then we'll come back refreshed and stronger and it'll be the greatest Bible study we've ever no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just, just a little programming note there uh, that we will take a couple of weeks off but but we will be back uh, so thanks for joining us and God's blessings and, and we'll see you for, for Christmas Eve